0: Good day, everybody. Welcome back here on Mining Stock Daily this Wednesday afternoon. Happy to be joined in by Galen McNamara, who's the CEO of Suma Silver. Suma Silver trades on the TSX Venture with SSVR and on the OTC QB with SSVRF. They are a happy supporter of the podcast as well. Uh, we got a number of things to catch up with you about, Galen. Uh, not only do you have brand new drill results, out of the Hughes property in outside of Tonopah, where you're currently located now. Uh, we also need to follow up on the latest out of New Mexico. Uh, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit of macro at the end here. So let's just jump into it because we've got a number of things to hit on. Drill results. Oh, big round of drill results out of the Hughes property. And, you know, good grades, uh, some good wits here. But, I mean, this is, you know, I, I guess, you know, give us that 30,000-foot view of what you want us to take away.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Trevor. And and first of all, it's always great to be on here and and catch up and chat, Uh, but yeah,
0: 30,000 foot view.
1: I mean, the more we drill this property, the more we realize uh, to use a cliche, there's just so much juice left to squeeze here. Uh, And when we look across all of the areas we've drilled on the property, it's over a strike length of about three and a half kilometers where we've drilled four target areas. And hit high-grade silver, in, you know, in, in all four of the target areas, with grades in some holes exceeding, you know, getting up to twelve thousand grams per ton silver equivalent, you know, and in, in narrow intersections, albeit narrow intersections. But what we're seeing now is that, you know, we're starting to see strong grades over good inter, you know, good widths. I would say, like in today's news release, seven hundred grams per ton silver equivalent over three point nine meters. So we're starting to hone in on where, uh, you know, where where there's some sweet spots where these things uh start to uh start to widen out a little bit but in but in any case even you know even in the narrow zones when you're seeing grades in, in excess of 10,000 grams per ton silver equivalent uh you know you know you're doing pretty well
0: yeah so the rescue veins here you drill results included 702 grams per ton silver equivalent about over just under 4 meters there uh and that also included a shorter 1.2 meter interval of 1700 grams per ton silver equivalent. uh That's important. I, keep that in mind because those started taking place around 360 meters depth. Down at the Murray yeah. target, down at the Murray target here, Galen, there was north of 4,000 meters, excuse me, 4,000 grams per ton silver equivalent over a half a meter and another 1,200 grams per ton silver equivalent over less than just one meter. But these are at 323, 330 meters sure. interval. You know, are you seeing – I guess I want to ne- not necessarily pinpoint the, the, gra- the, the grade or the, the length of interval here, but the, the depth seems to be very consistent. Are, you know, do you see that throughout the property? You know, it's,
1: it's funny you say that. If you want to look at these, you know, get into a little bit of the weeds here in terms of geology. You know, if you look at the textbook examples of these epithermal vein systems – you know, it's all about a sweet spot elevation where, for whatever reasons, the fluids mixed, the fluids boiled. There's a chemical trap. You know, you, probably it's boiling um, where all of the gold and silver drops out. Um, now, Tonopah is a little bit of a different animal in that, you know, the, vein, the veins outcrop in the center of the district that surface, And then those horizons, for whatever reason, uh whether they're primary or secondary or you know part of the original system or were, we're adjusted later by faults they dive off to, both to the east and to the west so where it just happened to be and at murray is west of the center of the district belmont is east of the center of the district so we're hitting mineralization at similar depths you know and, and, and that's that's the reason it's it's yes it has to do with there is a depth sweet spot but it also has to do with just the the feel of the district the morphology of the district
0: Okay. Very good. Uh, you know, the, that that hit over at the Murray target, the 4,000 grams per ton silver equivalent over a half meter, that was the highest grade mineralization intersected at Murray to date. Uh, tell us, you know, taking a look at this high grade market, obviously loves high grade uh, right now. How does this kind of dictate what you do next here at the Murray target?
1: Well, you know, the Murray target is an interesting one where we've got broadly spaced drill holes where we've hit some decent to very strong mineralization and what we need to do there now is just keep keep number one stepping out and we'll have to drill some infill holes because if we're thinking about a resource you know a lot of these holes are still 100 meters apart pierce point point to pierce point and that's probably double what you want for an inferred resource but the other thing there too at murray is that our best hole at murray is actually the deepest one so and we might have hit there at say instead of 350 meters Off the top of my head, around 450 meters or something, or maybe 500 meters. But we know that these things just continue down plunge, and we know that in the Tonopah district, you know, the average historic mining grade was 1,200 grams per ton or something like that. That you know, if we just chase things, these things down dip, and we're looking at some very interesting structural intersections down there. uh, Again, I'm getting into the weeds, Um, but they're targets that we really like. That you know, if we're correct in our interpretation and and you know if we're correct in in our thinking that hey you know like there's a potentially a very large prize we're taking a we're taking a, a swing at finding something very large by by just chasing this thing down dip and you know i think you look at a lot of districts and a lot of different exploration scenarios uh and you know it's not the first holes that are often the best now we've had some very very strong holes don't get me wrong but you know if you look at a company like silvercrest they're getting their best holes you know, now it seems that every time they put out news, and it's great to see, it's like, hey, you know, they've got a new record hole. Uh, and they're probably, what, I don't know, 500 holes in or something like that. So it, it, these districts can kind of be like the gift that keeps on giving, and the, and and they just keep getting better and better. So that's what, you know, that's our approach here, and that's what our fingers are crossed for.
0: Is this area at Rescue Veins and at Murray Target, are, they, are these open to depth? And a follow-up question to that is, in an ideal situation, how deep of a drill hole would you like to test that?
1: Yeah. well that's interesting. And if you were to say throw up a Hail Mary and just go way underneath, which is something I probably wouldn't do in this situation because tonopah is very structurally complex. So what we need to do at both Murray and and Belmont is systematically step out. So let's start with Murray. Systematically stepping out down dip. You know, I'm pretty confident that we're not going to get stuck skunked by a fault. But on the Belmont side, the structural complexity is a little more. So we're going to that's why we played it a little closer to home there uh, with mm-hmm. the with the drill hole spacing, because, you know, there's a lot going on in terms of faults. And we'll keep stepping it out systematically, but I'm, I'm less inclined to say, hey, let's just drill right underneath the heart of this way down dip and see what we get, because uh, I think the risk is pretty high. Now that being said, the other target uh, where we still have two holes pending is of course the ruby discovery and we had one hole out there last year uh, it's about one and a half a little less than one and a half kilometers east from the district, so it's that far of a step out you know out into the out into the sticks say east of the district where one hole last year hit six zones of mineralization uh, the best one being two meters of of about five hundred grams per ton silver equivalent with a high grade kicker of 1600 grams per ten silver equivalent over half a meter um and mind you that was deep that was 500 meters down below surface something like that but you know we're a long strike from one of the best silver districts in the united states historically you know and that's unequivocal the alteration that we saw in that hole was perhaps some of the strongest that i've seen in my entire career and we got some good zones of mineralization so you know it's like we we really felt that we were on potentially on to the extension of the district out there last year uh just finished up this program uh just very recently just drilled two step outs from there And both of them were 100 plus meter step outs from pierce point to pierce point through the zones uh and hit some you know even what i think are even better looking veins um where we can see the strong mineralization we can see the classic tonopah epithermal veining and structures so you know that's you know it, we're talking about murray and belmont and those are great we can keep building ounces there but the real big swing for us is finding the extension of the district, you know? And, and yeah. so that's, I think, uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about, you know, the more I, the more data I see out there.
0: Uh, you did talk about the Ruby, the drilling at Ruby discovery here in this news release that was out. Uh, that's a one in kilometer step out. There's assays pending for two of those step out holes. Uh, yeah. you did see there's, you did say there there's visible mineralization, uh has, yes. been, uh has been has been identified i just curious is that mineralization that you've seen from the core is that about the same depth that you saw the mineralization in the original core the discovery it's
1: hole? it's it's the same horizon uh yeah. one hole we we put we came in underneath the original discovery hole and one hole we came in along strike to the east so it's the same and it's deeper but our you know what like our always our working theory out there was that that first hole clipped the top of the system, you know, just based on our geological interpretation. Uh, so we always kind of knew that we had to go deeper, and and it turns out the deeper hole was the one that looks, you know, quite nice. Um, but, you know, that that really doesn't scare us at all, because what we're looking for here is another Tonopah, right? And, and uh, you know, I just think to myself, well, Tonopah, produced 175 million ounces of silver, uh, 1.85 million ounces of gold, you know, in the early part of the 20th century. You know, that's the type of swing that we're taking here. So if we can get on to the next one of those, well, I'll drill the 600 meters all day long.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, Real quick to wrap things up here at uh, Hughes, how many assays are still pending? Because the drill drill program for the year is done. How many assays are still pending? And kind of what does 2022 drilling look like?
1: Yeah, so for Hughes, uh, there's those two holes at the Ruby discovery still pending, the rest we've released. And what we're doing now is it's just we're getting all the data back, you know, reinterpreting where we need to go. I'm actually in Tonopah, Nevada right now on the property, and we're doing a bunch of team meetings here this week, as we try to really, you know, use our, you know, know, use our brain trust to to chart the best path forward and what the needs are going to be. But at the end of the day, a significant amount of drilling, you know, I'd say at least similar to what we've done this year, which was, you know, say, 12,000 meters uh, is going to be required uh, next year as we just continue to build out ounces. And the way we we go about this, it's really going to depend on, you know, how we can totally rank our targets when we get all the data back and we don't have that back yet. But Mm -hmm. going forward, let's say, you know, I'm very comfortable saying that next year's requirements will be similar to this year's
0: uh gail let's move over to new mexico and your uh, silver gold mogollon property and i hope i pronounced that wrong that right i hope i pronounced that right you got Sorry. it okay finally <laughs> i think you've been mispronouncing it for six months uh but uh activity really has been picking up here in the last couple of months and you give us the latest from here from mogollon
1: yeah you know so this is another one of these historic you know wild west mining districts that's never seen any modern exploration and. This one was, although it didn't have, excuse me, the same uh, level of, of production that that we had at Hughes and Tonopah. I mean, this was the biggest silver historic silver producer in New Mexico. Um, so what we we saw there was just a very similar opportunity, a chance to double our shot at having that, you know, big 100 million ounce success, you know, in time and after things get drilled out uh, over time. Uh, so we started drilling there about two months ago now. Uh, you know, I have to say that the, the drill program it started off very slow we were very frustrated with the uh with the rate of drilling but that's you know some since then that's improved uh and we're we're drilling out an area on uh, one of the veins called the queen vein around one of the mines called the old consolidated mine just chasing it down dip down plunge drilling out around it because you know we we were very very sure it's very very confident that that it's mineralized uh, just based on some of the historic data that we have uh and are finding that hey you know like this this vein that we drilled in in the first couple holes uh gets to be up to 50 meters wide uh 50 meters in core length I should say to, to be specific and you know hey we don't expect it all to to carry grade but you know we're seeing zones within the vein that you know were visible um silver sulfide mineralization uh verified with the XRF and I even shared uh a photo on Twitter last week of some of the the stuff that we're seeing in that so you know it's it's this project is a bit of a dark horse and, mm-hmm. and that, it, you know, we, we haven't really concentrated too much on it yet, but you know, we're starting to drill it now and we're starting to say, Oh geez, you know, like we, we have something uh, very potentially very interesting on our hands on both of these projects, you know, both men might end up being kind of flagship style projects. So it's, uh, it's kind of all guns blazing right now for us.
0: Yeah. I, you know, those photos you put up on Twitter actually uh, were quite interesting for me, not being a geologist. I looked at those and, was really intrigued by, by, you know, what I saw in those photos. And granted, I'm, you know, again, I'm not a geologist, so I don't know what I'm looking at half the time and depend on smart people like you. But, you know, it, 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 it was something that, uh, it did catch my attention. I'd encourage anybody listening that didn't see those, uh, photos to go over to Galen's Twitter account and, and take a look. I, Galen, quickly, in, and this may be big picture. You know, Suma Silver. You got you you got the project in Nevada, Mogion in uh, New Mexico. You know, kind of looking down the road here for Suma Silver. Are you turning out to be a U.S. focused silver exploration development company? Would you do you want to stick in the United States, or would you be willing to cross borders?
1: Well, I think generally you review projects one project at a time but my philosophy is um silver projects are very difficult to find uh number one good ones are very difficult to find Uh, just yeah nevada is always top three mining jurisdiction in the world according to the fraser institute this year it's number one so silver assets are really hard to find good silver assets in the best mining jurisdiction in the world i mean that's pretty much impossible so you know my focus is is us it's not to rule out anything down the line, but you know, I think that uh, there's a very few amount of U.S. silver developers uh, out there, um, and uh, I'm glad to say that we're one of them. So, so yeah.
0: Uh, let's talk a little macro here. I know you you pay attention to this, so it's it's always fun to kind of get your insight. Uh, big inflation CPI report out of the U.S. is expected. Uh, Friday morning. Uh, we will see how things turn out. I think the consensus is we will see another north of 6% printout. Uh, I think anything else would be a, a surprise. Uh, we also have a Fed meeting next week and this uh, we're dropping the word transitory and talking about uh, hotter than expected inflation, which is a big shift from the Federal Reserve. Galen, you know, what are you watching here and, you know, what's your takeaways, but ultimately what's your thoughts on how silver kind of plays out through this, this era of economic history?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I'll ask you, Trevor, what's the over under on whether the CPI print is going to be 6.2, you know, or more, yeah, right?
0: It's, I mean, it, honestly, it's, if it comes, if think about this Galen. If the, if the consensus is 6.2 and I don't know if that's what it is, but I know, I remember seeing north of six. Yeah. Let's say you, let's say it comes in at the high fives. So it's lower inflation, like it's lower inflation, but you still have north of 5% 5 inflation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that's interesting too, is that, okay, we all knew it wasn't transitory. Uh, Anybody reasonable, you know, knew it wasn't transitory from. The moment they started using the word transitory, which I had never heard before, I had never even heard that word before. Okay, so yeah, sure thing, sure thing.
0: It's a lot uh, like our you know, relationships prior to being married, Galen. It's <laughs> <Yeah, that's> true,
1: <laughs> but but if you know if they drop that word now and and the consensus has already moved past that, you know, and, uh, how far how how quickly does this move move out of control? And and uh, it's something that I am personally think is very scary. Uh, so, you know, I think that we have probably something similar uh, on Friday in terms of a CPI percent to what we had uh, the last time around six. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a bit lower just so the Fed can take a win and start using that language.
0: Um, <laughs> Five and a half uh, percent uh, things is things a win. Things are getting better. Right? <laughs> things are getting better.
1: And then the meeting next week, they'll probably play down inflation. Right. right. And then and, and we'll get hit in the precious metals again. But at the end of the day, they can only do this for so long. We're building up water behind a dam. And, you know, that can't go on forever, right? Uh, the, the last stat that I'd just like to share, too, is that, you know, the percentage of U.S. dollars that have been printed since the beginning of 2020 is something like 40% of all U.S. dollars in circulation have been printed, you know, in the last uh, couple years. Like, there's no way around. There's no way around significant inflation if that's the monetary policy of the United States government.
0: Who what kind of macro analysis? Uh, who's who's do you really like to follow? I mean, if you're able to throw out a couple mentions, who who do you like to follow? Oh, uh, you, really like? you know who I follow in terms of silver
1: analysis, specifically silver. You know, week by week is Ted Butler, okay. uh, and you can subscribe to his newsletter. It comes out twice a week, and he studies all of the trading, uh, and he gets some pretty good insights on on where a lot of it is coming and. Uh, and uh, you know, he's one of these guys that's been doing it for for decades, and and sees what's going on in the paper markets, and is and is trying to one of the original people to to call it all out. So, uh, I'm I'm a fan of Ted Butler.
0: All right, uh, Galen, a pleasure to have you on. Good luck there while you're. Uh, boots on the ground and tonapa and i know you're heading up to reno for the aema conference for a day or two as uh, your team will be giving a presentation it's always a fun time with aema and reno uh but until next time buddy uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what we'll probably talk again next year so uh happy holidays and happy new year
1: same to you trevor and thanks for having me on
0: It's Galen McNamara of Summa Silver again, trading on the TSX Venture with SSVR and on the OTCQB with SSVRF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining stock daily and affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.